Welcome to Heart Health Radio with board-certified cardiologist and internal medicine specialist, Dr. Franklin Weefall. Heart Health Radio, Heart Health Radio, oh, 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 hearthealthradio.com, Heart Health Radio. Heart Health Radio is meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action, talk to your doctor. You're listening to the Heart Health Radio Network. I'm Dave Alexander. This is Dr. Franklin Weefald. Hello, good, sir. Good afternoon. Noon is the, is the start of afternoon, right? Yes. What are you going to do this afternoon? Uh, I'm going to do mostly radio, frankly. Have you, have you ever plugged your second radio show? I don't think you ever have. I haven't. Uh, What's it called again? Tool time? It is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that. I do a home construction show called Making Your Home Great. At? On our flagship station, WPTF. Two of course o'clock. We're, we're at two o'clock, right. Um, and we are on a radio show now that focused entirely on health, but you know the intersection of society and health it's, is it's combined. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they, when I was in medical school, we had public health. Okay, uh-huh. so there was a school of public health, and what does that really mean? It means the, the like you said, the intersection of politics and social values and everything else on health. Right. And when you think about it. It's all interconnected. It is now. Because let me tell you, these policies that the politicians decide upon, Mm -hmm. like Obamacare, I mean, you know how much that's affected my practice? I don't think we ever talked about this. I'm sure it's a significant thing, yeah. Yeah, I I started in the 90s and 2000s. I couldn't wait to get to work. I mean, I'd run to work. I'd even think sometimes they pay me to do this. Yeah. Because I saw the patients, I spent time with the patients, there was eye contact, there was and and then I would take a couple minutes and yeah. document, jog down, mainly for me, so I knew what I did. Yeah. And then I'd write letters to referring doctors and that was it. And I got paid. And you know, now after two thousand and ten, January one, the whole concept from Obamacare to pay for all the, the other care that was yeah. going to happen, was that they were going to take money back from bad doctors. And what does that mean? They were charging for things they didn't do. So now, I mean, you go into a doctor's office, there's a computer there, and they're looking at the computer, and they're typing away. They're not even listening to you. Yeah, It's to get paid. Yeah, Because if they audit you, and I'm telling you, I got 550 audits coming up. And, I mean, different charts. And that's okay. I pass every time. But you got to have X, Y, Z, P, D, Q. And they have somebody who's not a doctor who was trained just to check off the X, Y, Z, P, D, Qs. Yeah. So they say they do 100 of your charts. And they find eight that didn't pass muster on what has to be in there to get paid. They take that percentage of all your money away. So doctors can't not document. And so what happens? A 15-minute... Becomes five minutes with the patient, right, and ten minutes, fifteen minutes with the chart. So I hate it. Now I don't do that. I, I don't bring computers in. I don't uh, spend time focusing on that. I do that on the weekends, and I have a transcriptionist. That's the other thing. I got rid of the transcriptionist. Instead of dictating, the doctors have to enter their own. I mean, I didn't go to medical school to be a keyboard entry person, right? So anyway, that's. Not necessarily an aside, but it does tell you that these people who make policy decisions affect your health care. And that's right. how. Because the doctors don't have any time for you anymore. 
That's, that's a terrible thing. Yeah. On today's show, we're going to talk about some Penn State football players who were apparently diagnosed with COVID and then were diagnosed with something else and then undiagnosed. Right. And they were diagnosed with something really bad, which had this implication of permanent disability. Well, it, it would have been permanent disability from them ever playing football or Let me or tell you this. Being... Okay, so you want to go into it now? Yeah, go yeah. into it. Okay, so what happened is... These football players are getting it, and they're maybe getting fevers, maybe, you know, coughing a little bit, but then that's it. Yeah. Vast majority, no symptoms. So the virus, and we talked about this, can invade every tissue from the brain to the heart. Yes. And the heart of the matter today is that they looked at these patients who had COVID positivity, and they did an MRI. Now, what's an MRI? A magnetic resonance image. So you sit in a magnet. Right. Have you ever had an MRI? Yeah, big tube, loud. Yeah, but that's, that's a magnet. Yes. It's called a yeah. supercooled magnet. And what does that do? It magnetizes your body. It takes every single cell that is in their nuclei and everywhere there are atoms. So it takes these atoms, freezes them in one position, yes. then let's go. Okay. And when they spin back, they emit an electron which is basically the electricity. And, you know, you stick your finger, lick your fingers, stick them in the socket. Yeah, it's, it's electric, yeah. And then they can take a picture with, like, a detector of electrons, and from where the electrons are flying out, they can make an image that's really accurate. It's amazing. And they, Have you ever seen an MRI? Yeah. It and looks they, like you cut open a body and are looking inside. And the diagnosis they came up Myocarditis. with was? Myocarditis. Now, what does that mean? Myo is muscle. Huh? Card is the heart. So heart muscle itis. What does that mean? Itis is a big theme in the show. Inflammation. Okay. So what they were saying was these healthy young men got the virus. It invaded their heart muscle, and the heart muscle got inflamed from their immune system. Absolutely would have been career ending for a football player. Not necessarily. Come it on. would have been at least... Ending until they recovered. Okay. And they would have had to have another MRI. But let me tell you what, what myocarditis can do, scarring. Okay. So well, that, yes. you, you get a cut and it gets inflamed. That's the redness and the pus seeking out. Yeah, thanks. What happens after that? It heals and there's a scar. Right. So when there's scar tissue in the heart, that firm, you know, non-contracting thing can ruin your heart. So this is the scary thing. Right. Are these athletes going to get myocarditis? Now, the one thing they didn't do. What? I'll bet you, if you took MRIs on a lot of these football players who didn't have COVID, they would have the same pattern. Not a lot of them would have the same pattern in their heart. Why is that? These Have you ever seen these guys exercise? Yeah, yeah, sure. Have you ever seen? They have, go nuts. Have you ever been on the sidelines during a football game? No, I'm far too small even to be a cheerleader. When, when I was on Notre Dame, oh, you are not. <laughs> I can just see you now lifting that girl. Anyway, when I was on the sidelines at Notre Dame, okay, yeah, the first play of scrimmage, yeah, yeah, there the, the bus, Jerome Bettis, you know him. Mm-hmm. He was a big player for Pittsburgh. Uh, Steelers, he was a human being of supernatural qualities. And I'm talking about personality and physical. Physical. Yeah. That guy took an end run, and he went about 10 yards and got slammed into the ground, 
boom, it sounded like two tractor trailers <laughs> colliding in front. I thought, he's dead. Yeah. I was about to call 911. He gets up and just charged back to the huddle. Now, that kind of violence is inflammation-inducing. That's why I tell people not to run marathons. Because their whole body gets inflamed fighting off the injury. So I'll bet you, they get hit in the chest all the time. Yeah. I'll bet you that a lot of them have baseline inflammation in their hearts anyway. And guess what? It's probably going to be nothing. Right. So they did this study. They published it. Everybody's talking about shutting down football. We're all going to die. And then what happens? Penn State says, guess what? That's not true. None of us had it. So where did this guy get this stuff? And and the question, I mean, you talk about public policy yeah. affecting um, what happens with our daily health. And here's an example. And I don't think the press, and, and, you know, I got criticized for criticizing the press, but this is what they want. They want these kind of stories. They want people to think that, you know, President Trump is responsible for everything. I, did you see Biden the other day? So this is an interesting statistic I didn't know about. More what? cops. Uh-huh. have died of COVID than have died being shot on duty. Now, that's an interesting statistic. Yeah. But what is he saying next? And it's Trump's fault. Well. You know, so let, let's talk about, you know, we talk about medical misinformation. So when you see a story that looks crazy and looks like, wow, can this really be true? It might not be true. Or it might be a complete misinterpretation of the results. Of the results. Let me yeah. ask you: yeah. Do you have any idea how many doctors there are? Uh, I used to know two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand. Okay, I keep seeing in very pointed headlines: doctors. Then a colon. Doctors say. Oh yeah. Blah 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 blah. And who is it? Can I find the? Bottom 10%. I mean, you know the joke. Well, I'm on the bottom 1%. What do you call the bottom 10? Somebody who graduated in the bottom 1% of medical school. Doctor. You call them doctor. So can I find 100 doctors who are totally wrong on something? Absolutely. And see, this. okay, so I'm a thing. I'm called a climate change skeptic. Now, people say I'm a denier. No. Okay. Well, skeptic. All right. Because, I mean, climate changes all the time naturally, right? But the headline is always, scientists say the world is heating up and we're yeah. all going to die. Okay. Now, who are the scientists? And so, who are the doctors? Right. I mean, there are some doctors who promoted Laetrile. You remember Laetrile? I do. It was made out of apricot pits. Yes. And you're supposed to swallow it in Mexico and your cancer would go away. Yes. Doctors say Laetrile works. So don't even you got to ask yourself who the doctors are. Mm-hmm. So, for example, Fauci, if he says something about the mechanics of the virus, how the virus infects you, how infective it is, yeah, he's probably ninety percent right because we've seen him be wrong. We've seen him be wrong about certain things. Now, was he wrong on purpose? No, he was wrong because the knowledge and data at that time. Um, Made him say that. Now, he was wrong once, and he lied about the masks. But the point I'm trying to make is that don't believe necessarily a headline when it says scientists say. I mean, mean, how do you define a scientist, right? I mean, is that someone who thinks like a scientist in terms of, you know, the scientific method of hypothesis and testing and proof? Well, then you're a scientist. Okay. Yeah. I mean, when you went out to uh, to weed your garden, right? Hypothesis yes. is the weeds will hurt your flowers. Yes. The test is take out the weeds. 
and then observe the well, results. Well, Your yeah, technically, that's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, yeah but right. I, I didn't do that. Yeah. Listen, we got got shame coming up in a moment. Also, a lot of things to cover today. We'd love your phone calls at 919-860-9783. I'm going to repeat that, 919-860-9783. And I'm going to give out the anytime number in just a moment. There are plague-bearing fleas in North America. These are fleas with the plague. Also, you can lose a lot of weight with testosterone, apparently. Uh, I did. You did. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. Heart Health Radio on the Heart Health Radio Network. This is Heart Health Radio. Coming up on today's show, we have Rose Hoban from the North Carolina Health News and... Of course, Dr. Franklin Weefault is going to tell us who should be ashamed of what they did this week. Well, we all know who it is. I'll give you three guesses. The first two don't count. P. Losey. Really? Nancy. Oh, yes, yes. I mean, okay. okay, so there's a lot of controversy. Let's just go over it, okay? She wanted to get her hair done. I mean, she's got the big hair, right? I mean, you know, it's a helmet hair type thing going on. <laughs> and so she used to have some guy come to the house. Well, he's got a studio, too. He rents out some space from a lady. Yeah. So she calls him up. He says, sure, come on down. We can do one at a time, which is against the law in San Francisco. So it is. Yeah. Yeah. You have to. She could have gone outdoors, but could you imagine all the protesters screaming at her while she's getting her hair done on the sidewalk? So she went inside. No mask. He wore a mask, though. The stylist did. Oh, that's good. Got her hair washed. Got a blowout. I don't know what this Brazilian blowout is. Anybody who knows what a Brazilian blowout, let me know. Anyway, she got a Brazilian All right. blowout. And then there was a security camera going. Now, the owner of the salon is going broke. She rents out that chair yeah. to some the dude. Yeah. I don't know. The dude apparently called her. And said, I'm going to do this. Well, since she rents out the chair, she can't say no. But so what does she do? She takes the footage from the security camera (laughs) and puts it out on the air. Now, then Pelosi says she was, quote, unquote, set up. Well, Pelosi wasn't wearing a mask. And she says, well, do you wear a mask when you get your hair washed? Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, you know, they're open here in North Carolina. I finally got my hair cut after six weeks. And, yeah, I wore one of those masks. You know, here it is. With the yeah. with the you know things around my ears and they washed my hair, everybody it was great. Everybody wore a mask. It was just perfect. And so now she's claiming, and and the left wingers are saying, we got set up. Okay, come on. She is the head Democrat, yeah, elected Democrat in the country, and she knows the laws and. In San Francisco, because she couldn't get one for a long time. Right. And it, the things right. hadn't changed. So why didn't she just say, yeah, I skirted the rules. I'm sorry. My helmet hair needed a redo. And uh, I won't do it again. I saw a picture of a politician in New York City walking his dog this week. No mask. Yeah. And then the other thing is the governor of some state where you can't eat indoors. Yeah. Drove to the next door state. <laughs> And ate indoors. I think I could handle being both rich and famous, okay? You're famous. I could handle 
being a VIP better than these VIPs do. Yeah. I mean, just obey the rules. Just obey the I rules. I mean, was okay. it the, uh, the mayor of Chicago with her helmet hair? She had to have that done because she's the face of Chicago, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, just obey the rules. All if right. you don't like the rules, still obey them, especially if you make it the rules. Somebody came up with something called a longevity yeah. calculator, so, a mathematical formula that yeah. takes everything into account. Yeah, let, let, what it is is they say, okay, smoking two packs a day takes 15 years off your life. Okay. So what do they say? One cigarette is worth seven minutes. <laughs> you know, <I laughs> well, mean, I'm not sure so, that works. Well, that's the whole point, okay? So when you see these things, these calculators, I mean, do not sit there and checklist Count off the years and then determine how much to spend each year because it's going to fall apart. These things are – they don't make – what they are are people who have nothing else to do but need (laughs) to publish or perish. And so then they get on TV. And remember we said this a long time ago that medical research isn't about publish or perish anymore. It's about publish or perish, get on TV, and flourish. (laughs) And they pick the heads – of these prestigious programs, like, like you know, the, a, a close by a medical center who I love, they yeah. picked the chief of one division based on the fact that he was on TV all the time. Uh, and so they have to get patients. If you're on TV, they think you're going to get patients. So something like this is catchy. It gets you on TV. But let me tell you what it says. You calculate on the basis of whether you smoke, calculate diabetes and how bad it is, yeah. how bad your blood pressure. So if it's 140 over 80, that's one year off your life. 145 <laughs> over 90 is two years off your life. And it's ridiculous. AFib, uh, cardiovascular disease, whether you've had a heart attack, chronic kidney disease or high cholesterol or rheumatoid arthritis. So yes, those things, if not treated, will have an effect on your um, health. Okay? Yeah. But you can't make these calculations. Now, why is this so stupid in, in, in the long run? Because it doesn't tell you the most important thing is how long your parents lived. So if your mom and dad lived to 100, you know what your chance of living to 100 is? About 75%. Really? Yes. And so somebody who lives that long has a much better chance. Why? Because they don't have those genetic predispositions for all these horrible diseases. Now, I'm going to shout out a patient um, who his name, is, uh, his name is Arnold Anderson. He is 98 years old. Wow. Active. He's had two heart attacks. Yeah. He's got a pacemaker. He's got COPD. Well, a little bit. But he's 98 years old. Now, I'll take some pride in this. For 20 years, I've been his dog. And he comes in, and I bring him in once every three months, sometimes once every month. Oh, sure. At cholesterol is at target, in fact, below target. His sugar is perfect. That pacemaker has been tuned. I mean, he's not had another heart attack. He quit smoking at age 70. His lungs are okay. And this guy, you look at him, you think he's like 60. But he's had horrible health conditions. Right. What what we call horrible. And if you look at this thing. Yeah, on paper. He'd be dead on so paper, 30 years ago. On paper, you're telling me he's not he's not healthy. I look at him and I say, you're, you're supposed to be dead according to this calculator. <laughs> oh, great. Know? But his mom lived to 100 and his dad lived to 89. Yeah. And um, he 
lives every day. He loves it. Every day is a gift. Right. But you can beat these things. And when I say that if your mom lived to 100, you're going to live to 100, but that doesn't mean if your mom died at 50 of a heart attack that you're going to die at 50 of a heart attack. Of course not. Because we've got chemicals and we've got procedures and we've got a knowledge of a healthier lifestyle. We've told you about the no-no diet. Right. I mean, we know now that white flour and sugar cause inflammation. We know that that jacked-up immune system will kill you early. So remember, if, you're go- if your parents lived a long time, you still got to take care of yourself. If your parents didn't live a long time, you really got to take care of yourself. We are going to have Rose Hoban of North Carolina org on the radio show in just a little bit. Also, we're going to talk about these uh, these fleas that have the plague coming up. Now back to heart health. Have a question for Dr. Weefald? Call 919-860-9783. And by the way, if you are not listening to this radio show at 1234-ish on a Saturday, if you're listening at any other time, here is the anytime number, 919-745-7422. 919-745-7422. Have to mention that because we're out in Charlotte and Richmond, yeah. Virginia, and uh, at the coast. And, and Facebook yeah. Live. And Facebook Live. Okay. Yeah. So, Rose Hoban, welcome to the program. How you doing? I'm good, fellas. How are you? Good. Terrific. Let How me ask you. Facebook Live. Why aren't you clever? Uh, we're getting cleverer by the week. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have multiple cameras. We're going to have one more camera than the Lucy show had. Yeah. They were three cameras live, and we're going to be four cameras live. Ricky! Yeah. So, Rose, you wrote about a spending bill uh, that, and I I, honestly, I don't know uh, too much about it, except that there were some changes for licensing in taking care of seniors and children. What's that all about? So, you know, there's been all of this... um, I think what the legislature was trying to do was uh, reduce regulations for folks who are having to scramble um, around COVID. And um, but, you know, pretty quickly, I mean, the bill came out really fast and it moved really fast. And so um, what ended up happening is um, pretty quickly I got calls from folks going, oh, this is moving too fast and there's some issues. And um, one of the issues was that they had really were going to make it much easier for uh, adult care homes, which are slightly different than nursing homes, um, to get a relicense even after they've had lots of problems and penalties, maybe even after having a death. So, um, and I, I, in my story, when I was running around the legislature reporting on this, I ran into uh uh, Representative Donna White, and I showed her the language. It was a 54-page bill. It popped out overnight. So I think a lot of legislators couldn't see everything and sort of dig into the details. And when I showed her the one or two lines, you know, she was wearing a face mask and her eyes got really big over the face mask. So that piece of the bill was amended out. Um, and um, so, it, you know, they're, they're going to keep that regulation in place. Rose, what about that? uh, The other regs that they um, that have been waived somewhat is, you know, all these folks who are trying to get their kids educated, but they go to work and they don't want to leave kids home. So they're 
you know, gathering in, quote, pods, uh, maybe in their neighborhood or going to the local Y or maybe yeah. the local church. So there was some concern that folks who are, you know, people are hiring tutors to help with the pods. The the concern was like, you know, these there's no requirement for like them to know first aid or them to know CPR the way a staff member would at a child care center. So that was another concern um, that uh, there was an amendment on that that was attempted and that failed that amendment. So that's going to move forward. And I think, you know, the folks who were worried about that were, were sort of, they were a little sanguine about it. They understood that, um, you know, this is temporary and everyone's crossing their fingers. That it all works out. Okay. And that no bad things happen. Right. Um, but you know it's it's um it's it's a it's a really turbulent time. I think the the legislature was trying to give people some flexibility. Well, I mean, do we really need to have all these regulations for all these different things? I mean, that's what well, I want I mean, to know. If your kids go into childcare, right? Um, I think one of the things about you you know, uh, Doctor Weefault, when you take like CPR. That part of it is. Let, let me not tell you. The, about doing Rose, Rose. On children I want someone. Them if they're choking. I want someone who can teach, not do CPR right. on my kid, because right. what's the chance that they're going to need CPR? So well, I mean, the, the, all the these regulations is- don't get to the heart of the matter. Okay, you can have a terrible teacher. Who is terrible, oh, but she's certified in CPR. He's looking at me, by the way, and yeah. I teach during the week. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I understand that you want to have things in place to make it as safe as possible. Yeah. But you never can be as safe well, as possible. But the, the flip side of that is, let's, let's just troubleshoot this for a second or, you know, play it out. It's an afternoon. It's like a three-hour course. And right. I'd rather have them spend that, that three that hours learning their subject more. You know, they teach World War II now. They teach it in about five minutes because they're doing CPR classes. Are That's just my well, again, feeling. Right? Again, I'm going to say it's not about doing chest compressions on a child. It's about how to manage them if they're choking, yeah. which is far more common for children. Right. So, I mean, like, it's just, you know, I think you could argue both sides of the yeah, I'll argue the one side, and whoever wants to can argue the other side. But I want my kid's teacher to know his or her subject cold. And I don't care if they can do CPR. And I want everybody to go to NorthCarolinaHealthNews.org on a daily basis. And they also have a subscribe to the newsletter feature, which I do. And it gets dumped onto my email every day, and I, I read it. North well, Rose, Carolina. thank you. I'm sorry that I gave the opposite view, but hey, it's no, my it's, it's my show. <laughs> so, well, well, Dr. Weefold, that's what they're doing at the legislature, right? It's all about debate. It shouldn't just be one-sided. It should be giving folks the opportunity to hash out and find a compromise sure. in the middle, right? All right. Well, listen, thanks for being here. We love you. Thank you, Rose. Oh, it's so great to always talk to you. Have a great weekend. You all too. right. Take care. <laughs> I'm getting visions. I bet she didn't expect that, did I'm, she? I'm getting visions of Jane Curtin and uh, Jane, you ignorant uh, slut! No, 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 no! Don't say that. <laughs> and Jane Curtin and Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Okay, nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three is our telephone number. Let's talk about this um, plague-bearing fleas. This oh, is. Well, we've talked about plague a little bit. It's actually maybe 
getting a little more prevalent than I thought. Okay. When the first plague stories came out, uh, the rodents, okay, those are chipmunks and what prairie dog. Yeah. I love prairie dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taking yeah. their head out and singing and stuff. Anyway, they carry fleas, and apparently these fleas are multiplying, and they are now, uh, more of them are getting the plague. Now, yes. remember, the plague caught early is curable. Okay. What are the symptoms? <laughs> I hate to say it. Fever, cough. What does that sound like? <laughs> uh, skin lesions. Once you get the skin uh, lesions, okay, they're called yeah. buboes. Anyway, so they come out with the um, at Lake Tahoe. They've closed off some of the trails. I, I got to read you their warnings. Yeah. Okay? Stay on the trails. Okay. Leave uh-huh. your pets at home because apparently your pets oh, sure. can get fleas. And then this is a great one. Don't pick up sick or dead rodents. Now, who the heck's going to do that? Oh, rules, okay. rules, and then rules. Report unusual observations to rangers. Now, what does that mean? <laughs> you saw some guy skinny dipping with a rodent? I mean, I don't know. And then here's the greatest one. Please don't camp near rodent holes. <laughs> What's a rodent hole? All right. All right. We're laughing because we're not all going to die from the plague. Because no. since the last time the plague hit, yeah. doctors have invented what? Antibiotics. And if I just go and get my azithromycin or something. No, it's tetracycline. Tetracycline. And ciprofloxacin. Oh, and I got some, some of that. Yeah. So the whole point is, yes, it's an interesting story. Yeah. If you get bit by a flea and you don't do anything about it and you get sick, well... That's not a good idea. Go to your doctor. He or she is going to know what to do. Danielle in Raleigh, welcome to Heart Health Radio. Hello. Hi. Hi. Uh, yes. Um, uh, my name is Neil in Raleigh. Oh, Neil in Raleigh, yes. That, but, uh, you know, I was just listening to the doctor, and he was talking about, the, I guess, the, the person that did the most uh, embarrassing thing last week. Yeah. And he came up with uh, Pelosi. Yes. And I guess I, I understand the show. I understand that he's a big Trump fan. Oh, you're going to counterpoint. That's fine. Go ahead. Uh, the person that, the president of the United States, telling the state uh, people to go vote twice. How could that not be the most embarrassing okay. thing yes. in the United States? I agree with you. I agree. No, you're going to. I am agreeing with you that President Trump. Um, what he was trying to say was, let's test the system, okay? <laughs> if you mailed in voting, then you go there and try to vote. And I agree with you. That is a terrible thing to say. Um, even though he was, I think, uh, with all charity, that he yeah. was trying to say, let's test the system, it, it is wrong. You shouldn't do that. Vote once right, and then don't try to vote again. So, yes, sir, I agree with you. That was bad. All right. Thank you, Neil. I appreciate it. Coming up, we're going to talk about weight loss. There's a U.K. study that says you can lose four stone. Four stone. Apparently, they measure weight in stone. And that's what, 18 pounds? Yeah, I don't know. I did the translation for you, but you can lose a lot just by getting on testosterone? Well, Ah, hold on. We'll be back in just a moment to talk about that. Also, our shout-outs on Heart Health Radio, where you can get better, stay healthy, and spot medical misinformation. Well, you know you make me want to shout, kick my heels up and shout, throw my hands up and shout, throw my head back and shout. 
This is the Heart Health Radio Network. Listen to this show on Apple Podcasts or just go to hearthealthradio.com and find the link there. We are shouting out Dean and Greg. Who are they? Dean Woodall. Um, Ivan Dean Woodall. He's been my patient for about 20 years. He's had a heart stent. He's had multiple revascularization procedures on his legs. And he had really serious back pain. So it's called spinal stenosis, and that's when the discs and the arthritis and bones in your in your spinal column gets so big and thick, it pinches your spinal cord. So I finally got someone to operate on, and they said, oh, we can't operate on you because you have a heart problem. And yeah. so the thing with Dean, though, is once your heart is fixed, you can have surgery. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the whole point. Stress test was normal. Sure, he had a heart problem. And he's on meds to prevent another heart problem. So I finally got someone to do his surgery, and he did great. Well, what happened? What? He fell. Oh, it was no. back. Oh, no. So right below the area where he had a problem, yeah. he got another problem. So what's going to happen? Uh-huh. He's going to surgery again. So shout out, because he's a prime example of, you know, his mom and dad died really young of heart disease. Right. And he's... Getting on. He's retired. He's in his 70s. He's moving along. Yeah. But he's in a lot of pain. So, Dean, we wish you well. If you're listening, we love you. And I think you're going to pull through just fine. And Greg. Greg is a man I've taken care of also for 20 years. His heart is a little weak. Mm-hmm. He's had heart attacks. He's had stents. He's had his legs fixed. He needs his shoulder done. And he has what's called an abdominal aortic aneurysm. Yeah. Now, what is that? So the pipe that carries blood out of the heart, it goes up around your head, dives down your back, goes into your belly, and it's like a, the main highway for the blood to flow, and then all these blood vessels come off of it. Yes. Well, for some reason in men, especially smokers, especially people who have a family history of it, it weakens. So have you ever seen, you're, you're too young for this, an old car tire that had, a, that had an inner tube in it? Sure, yeah. So the side weakens and it balloons out. That's an aneurysm. And so it gets dangerous. The normal size of your aorta is about three centimeters, okay? It gets bigger than five, and it might burst. So his has gotten a little bigger than five. We're sending him to Dr. Fogarty. Not not the one from Credence, Clearwater Revival. Not John Fogarty. But Dr. Fogarty at Weight Med. And we're going to see if he can put a stent in. Yes. Instead of cutting you open, you know, like a, a patients say, cut you open like a hog, they go in your leg like a heart stent, and they put this tube that creates an inner barrier so yeah. it can't leak out and burst. So Greg, who, as a born-again Christian, totally changed his life and has become one of the nicest people in the world, yeah. and he thinks about God all the time and keeps him, you know, focused— because of all these health problems, he was always saying, why me? And you know what he realized? Why what? not me? Yeah. I mean, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. So, Greg, we wish you well, too. God bless. Excellent. Now, we've talked about testosterone before on the show. There is a range that is appropriate for right. a man to have. Right. And if you are low, are there health effects? Yes. Okay. So, testosterone is not just the sexual function. Testosterone is your brain function. In a man. And in a woman, too. Testosterone helps sexual desire in women. It's your muscle strength. Okay? That's why, yeah. you know, these bodybuilders illicitly 
give themselves testosterone right. before they work out to build up more muscle. So if your testosterone falls, you're going to get flabby muscles, you're going to get fat accumulation, you're going to have a foggy mind, and probably sexual dysfunction. So I did a lot of heart catheterizations. You have to use 18,000, use elect, um, radiation to see the heart. Um, I did pacemakers. You have to use radiation. So I had radiation damage, and my t- I was tired. My brain wasn't working well. Right. And my testosterone is 135, normal being 250 to 300 in my age group. So after I got fixed, and my doctor, she's wonderful, Renee Watson, it's back up to a good level, yeah. I lost 20 pounds. Now, why is that? Because when your testosterone is low, you have a metabolic imbalance. You have insulin resistance. You take those simple sugars of the no-no diet, and you store them as fat. Now, I've sort of hit a plateau because I'm at a certain level. But this study in England, four stone, 16 pounds is a stone. Now, I don't know about you. Yeah. But I don't pick up 16-pound stones. No, I don't. Okay? So you know how they got that foot? It used to be the size of a foot. Okay? I don't know what an inch is, but a stone was a pound, I mean, 16 pounds of rock. But anyway, they lost four stone over 10 years. 56 pounds. 56 pounds. Four stone um, over 10 years. And they lost it um, by just going on testosterone supplementation. Now... Can we tell whether they changed their diet? I don't know. Maybe the testosterone got them to not crave potato chips or something. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. So the whole point is if you have a problem with foggy brain and weak muscles and you're feeling tired, ask your doctor to get your testosterone level checked. Because they used to think, oh, my gosh, testosterone will kill you. It'll cause heart disease. There are certain studies from the 60s, 70s, and 80s where testosterone supplementation might have had, and might have had, a greater risk. Well, the studies from the 90s and 2000s show, and these are from Harvard, so they got to be right. Right. And it showed a lower risk. Of those people who had documented heart disease, who had a low testosterone, it showed a lower risk of heart disease. So I think that don't let you get into that concept that testosterone injections are bad. And the reason for testosterone treatment with the gels are bad because there's a lot of evidence now that it's really important. Just like in females, you talk about female uh, hormone replacement. Well, male hormone replacement is good. It'll help you lose weight, keep you active. Um, the only people who shouldn't be on testosterone supplementation are those under active treatment for prostate cancer because there's a lot of evidence mm-hmm. that the testosterone will promote the prostate cancer. See your doctor. Don't buy it on the corner. Don't buy uh, it from yeah, the, you they, know, the yeah. guy at the gym. Yeah, and I use these gels, and it's really $1,000 a month. I get an injection. Wow. And it it's okay. All right. I want to talk about this child, this 15-year-old in Oklahoma who took a TikTok challenge. TikTok, TikTok. You know what that is? That's the countdown to you die. TikTok. The, well, yeah, with one of these things, I mean, where'd they come up with this stuff? Somebody has I has challenged people to take a bunch of Benadryl, Benadryl, antihistamine. Yeah. yeah, and so what was the concept? You took as many as you could without dying. I guess, yeah. yeah. So she drank Benadryl out of uh, Nyquil. Yeah. Now. 
what else is in NyQuil? All sorts of different things, okay? Mm-hmm. And so the bottom line is teach your kids to ignore this stuff. Yeah. Better yet, get them off of TikTok. Control your kids for their own mental health, too, because there's so much, you know, bullying and, and yeah. nastiness on yeah. these um, social media. And so this woman decided, yeah, I'm going to take the TikTok challenge of eating as much better. And I guess they were trying, they said it made you goofy or something. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, um, you halluc- yeah. hallucinate, hallucinate and have. And stuff. Don't do it. And, and get your kids, um, parents, don't let your kids. It's bad for their mental health and now their physical health. They're doing crazy stuff. Right. I mean, just crazy stuff. Don't do it. Anything with a challenge behind it, if it's going to hurt you, I mean, you used to be a bucket of water on the head. Yeah. That wasn't a big deal. Yeah, it could be. Could be for Ice somebody water old. on somebody with cardiac disease? Sure. Heart attack inducing. That's why, remember, um, all those things about when, when you uh, people having heart attacks when the first snow falls? Yeah. Because they're out there shoveling. Yeah. And the cold constricts their arteries. They start doing heavy physical exertion and they die of a heart attack. I won't do that. No. There's a new segment on this show. We don't have the proper music for it yet, but it's called I'm Dave's Drugs. <laughs> and my, what I've done is I pulled out a, a bottle from my medicine cabinet. My doctor, not Dr. Franklin Weefald, but my doctor, has written me a script for metropolopolol. Metoprolol. So it, it can be pronounced metoprolol. That is the correct... And, and, you know, it's interesting now, on my prescription bottles, it actually helps you pronounce it. So, <laughs> yeah. metoprolol. You can call okay. it metoprolol if you want to. It is a beta blocker. So, what is the history of beta blockers? Imagine the beta receptor as the lock on your door. Okay. And the key is adrenaline. Yeah. So, imagine there's all this energy. The room is a cell. Yeah. And the door is closed. Uh-huh. So, the adrenaline comes along. Opens the door through the lock. The receptor is called the beta receptor. The door yeah. opens and the energy comes in. So fight or flight. You see a tiger. You got to run. Yeah. Your, your adrenal glands put out adrenaline. The keys go to your cells. Unlock the beta receptor. The energy pours in. That can be bad. And so when you have a heart problem or high blood pressure, yeah, if you block the beta receptors, you don't let as much energy in. Because those people who have high blood pressure, they have too many. Progressively, these medicines got better because there are two types of beta receptors, beta 1, beta 2. You want to block beta 1. And you have that medicine to control your blood pressure and to keep your heart rate under control because beta receptors can increase the heart rate and prevent a heart attack. In theory, I'm less prone to what? Getting excited? No, you're, you'll still get excited, but the effect of the excitement won't be as much on your end organ targets, your yeah. heart, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Side effects to metoprolol can be sexual dysfunction because the beta receptors help that. Uh, it can be tiredness and fatigue. And if you have real bad asthma, rarely it can cause mm-hmm. an asthma attack. The other thing I can do is vivid dreams. So I am Dave's drug, metoprolol. And my vivid dreams are because of this. Is that, of I show. like my you vivid dreams. You dreams about the show. I have radio dreams all the time. That's it. That's Heart Health Radio for this week on the Heart Health Radio Network. Heart Health Radio is for information purposes only. Before taking any action, consult your doctor.